This is Bigger Pockets Daily, expert advice for real estate investors. If you like what you hear, check out biggerpockets.com. I think you'll find a warm, welcoming community, a wealth of data to help you make the best decisions, and calculators to help you analyze deals. We make the blog articles available on this show so you can absorb the information while you're organizing the garage or remodeling your bathroom on this Saturday. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Low-cost properties are actually the most expensive by Eric Fernwood. Low-cost properties are appealing because you can acquire and generate income with less initial capital, of course. (laughs) However, they're actually the most expensive way to achieve and maintain financial freedom. Let's talk about why. What determines prices and rents anyway? Real estate prices and rents are driven by supply and demand. Surprise, surprise. When the number of sellers equals or exceeds the number of buyers consistently, property prices remain low. 
If prices do increase, the rise will be gradual. Furthermore, when prices are low, more people can afford to buy, leading to fewer renters. This results in stagnant or slowly increasing rents. Where there are consistently more buyers than sellers, property prices are higher and rents and prices rise. In the right locations, rents outpace inflation. So, here are two of many indicators of a location where rents and prices are likely to keep pace with inflation. Significant, sustained metro population growth. Only when the population increases rapidly will demand for housing be enough to raise prices and rents at a rate that outpaces inflation. Low crime is another thing, too. On average, a corporation lasts for 10 years, while an S&P 500 company typically survives for 18 this means most non-government jobs your tenants currently have may disappear in the foreseeable future. In order for your tenants to sustain their current rent level, new companies must set up operations in the city, offering jobs with similar wages and requiring similar skills. High crime cities are not typically chosen for new business operations. Without these replacement jobs, your tenants may be forced to accept lower paying service sector jobs. This could lead to a decrease in rent or at best, limit potential rent increases. Capital required to reach financial security. To replace your current income, you'll likely need multiple properties. The capital required to purchase the properties depends on the appreciation rate. Low appreciation cities. Cities with a low appreciation rate have low prices due to limited long-term housing demand. With a low appreciation rate, you really can't use a cash-out refinance to buy additional properties. Therefore, all the funds required to purchase multiple properties would have to come from your savings. <gasps> An example will help, I think. Suppose each property costs $200,000 exactly. That would be nice. And you need 20 properties to match your current income. Assuming a 25% down payment, how much must come from your savings just for the down payments. Let's take a look at this. Total capital from savings, 20 times 200,000 times 25% or 0.25 equals a cool million dollars. High appreciation cities. Suppose you purchase property in a city with high appreciation. You could then use cash out refinancing on existing properties to fund the down payments on future ones. Another example, Suppose each property costs 400K and you can use a cash out refi for the down payment on the next one. In this case, the total capital required from savings to purchase 20 properties will be total capital from savings 400,000 times 0.25 or 25% equals $100,000. Okay, so the question then is how long you need to wait in order to accumulate sufficient equity for a $100,000 down payment. In the following calculation, I will assume a 7% appreciation rate. The formula for future value. All right, so let's dive in here and follow along if you can. Future value equals present value times one plus annual appreciation percentage and number of years into the future. All right, so here's the investable capital after years one to five. I am not going to do years one through four. Let's go ahead and skip to after year five. The formula goes like this. $400,000 times one plus 7% and five times 
minus $300,000 equals $120,766. So, after four or five years or so, you can use the net proceeds from a 75% cash-out refinance as the down payment for your next property without dipping into your savings at all. We have a diagram that also shows the almost geometric progression of acquiring properties this way, so you can kind of see it with your own eyes. Many of our clients have successfully used this method to grow their portfolios. It's really cool how it plays out in real life. And inside this article at biggerpockets.com, because it's way too confusing to go into in audio form, <laughs> you can take a look at the formula to determine capital required to maintain financial security. Very cool to plug in your own numbers and follow along there as well. And some final thoughts as we wrap up for today. Low-cost properties are the most expensive because cities with low property prices have limited appreciation. And with limited appreciation, you can't really grow your portfolio through cash-out refinances. Therefore, every dollar invested has to come from savings. If rents don't keep pace with inflation, you just have to constantly buy more properties to maintain your standard of living or return to the 9 to 5. No! Higher-cost properties are the least expensive because in cities with high housing demand, prices and rents rise rapidly. This enables the use of cash-out refis to purchase additional properties, and this significantly reduces the total capital from savings needed to purchase the number of properties required to replace your current income. Thanks for checking out this episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Have you checked out the latest new podcast from Bigger Pockets? It's pretty awesome. Level up your real estate investing with a weekly dose of entertaining takes and expert analysis on the trends, data, and headlines shifting today's economy. All happening on the Bigger Pockets podcast, on the market, hosted by Dave Meyer and a panel of experts. Start investing with confidence. Stay here on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and navigate to On the Market. Or you can find the show by visiting biggerpockets.com podcasts. But hey, don't leave me here all alone. Please, I'll meet you back here tomorrow. Adios.